Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, groomer Joey Villani, news director Lori Brooks. And now, from the Red Barn Studios, here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Hey, big guy. How you doing? 1-866-405-8405. Toll free to Animal Radio. Who's on the other end of that phone? Well, Judy Francis will answer that call, and she'll determine whether or not you want to talk to Dr. Debbie, groomer Joey Volani, animal communicator Joy Turner, or Vladi, the world's famous Russian dog wizard. Now, big show today. We have Wendy Diamond back on. She has an idea that maybe you should let your dog sniff out your date to find out if they're any good or not. Yeah, I think that's most important for the girls. We really need our dogs to help us pick guys, because, you know, guys have it easy <laughs> picking girls, because girls are so good, but we have the hard time on the opposite and trying to find a good guy. Yeah. Well, I think the criteria for guys is if they have a heartbeat. Yeah, that's all much. you guys care that's about. That's all we, we think. And dogs us. have great, they can really judge character very well. And you know who else is on the show today? Betty White will be joining us. Dr. Greg Neal is filling in for Dr. Debbie this week. She's taking a much needed vacation and uh, she'll be back next week for us. Let's hit the phones. one 405 8405 And we have Mark on the phone. Welcome, Mark. Hello, Hal. What's what do you mean, just Mark? Mark. Do you know who I am? Oh, Mark Tuchel, okay. Living Sober Sucks is the book. <laughs> I'm sorry, I I didn't realize that. No one told me until now. And I, I was going to say you sound familiar, but I wasn't going to say anything. You're, oh, okay. You're okay. still on well, tour, right? Your mouth isn't working right. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's the elevation that's getting to your mind. It could be. So you have five dogs. You're traveling yeah. across the country with these five dogs in a 40-foot recreational vehicle, and you're on tour promoting your book. Where yes. are you now? I am, where am I? Somewhere around, uh, what's what's the lovely city called? Armpit, Texas. Armpit, Texas. Very familiar with it. I've been there. I've driven through it. I may have even stopped once. In fact, yeah, I think I saw your picture at the post office. They moved you down to number three, <laughs> oh, that's by the way. Good to hear. What's going on with your dogs? Uh, well, the question I had, you know, and um, uh, so bear with me on this question because it's going to come to a point here. Uh, you know, dogs love to just lay in the sun. They do that all the time at home, and and you know what it's like to be in a vehicle. You know, you got all this glass around you, and it's very bright and it's sunny, and and we get to wear sunglasses, and I've got a flat dashboard, so I've got you know my dogs like to lay on on the dashboard, and the sun's just beating in on them. And I had heard, and I it must have been during my drinking days because I don't remember who told me this or where I read it, but that if dogs, especially little dogs, with big buggy eyes, spend a lot of time in the sun, it, it, it uh, progresses their their cataracts and, and that hazed over eyeball look and that you're supposed to keep the dogs out of the sunlight, but it's something they naturally do. I mean, am I correct on this and what do you do about it? Is there something you should, you know, limit their, their sun time or what do you think? Well, I'll tell you, Mark... Um you know, cataracts are obviously a cloudiness or a changing of the lens. I have not heard that sun exposure necessarily hastens that. It's an old age change. It's just something that happens with people, with many pets as they age. Um, you know, our biggest concern with pets laying in direct sunlight is they can be prone to skin cancer just like we can. Uh, certainly, uh, certainly, especially the white cats, the, the cats that have, you know, the white hair, the white ears. We see a lot of skin cancer on the ears, a lot of skin cancer on the nose. And we can usually, if we catch it early, take care of that. Um, you know, for me, what's a little controversial is I 
you know, I, I am very, very fair, and I never get sunburn inside my car. And I had heard that the glass from a car will actually filter out the harmful UV rays. Whether that's true, I don't know. But for myself, I've never gotten sunburned inside my car. I don't know if I've ever had a pet brought in where the owner said they were traveling for eight hours and their pet was sunburned. We have this more with the dogs that are laying outside that have no pigment on their skin on their back and they can come in with kind of a you know definitely a redness and a you know sometimes we have to treat that uh if they get a mild sunburn all right oh okay well that's i mean that's interesting now i understand why i mean because a lot of times when i'm driving i i like to put my tongue up against the window and now i know why i have no cancer on my tongue this is fabulous thank you neil i appreciate this it's, information it's not a frozen windshield because you know what'll happen if you yeah, put your tongue up there <laughs> yeah get watch out for that does, does that help you mark Oh, absolutely. I, I, it helped me. Now I feel good. Go ahead, you guys. Just lay there. Have fun. No, <laughs> okay. that's, um, and, and, and hopefully, you know, maybe other people have, you know, thought about this. I don't know. I think about some really strange things. Yeah, yeah, you sure do. And if you want to learn more, of course, head on over to livingsobersucks.com. Mark, thank, thanks for so much for calling today. We appreciate it. That has to be one of our biggest fans there, Mark Tuchel. And he's uh, as he travels the country, he apparently listens to animal radio. He stopped by here. And let me tell you, to travel the country with five dogs in such a small space takes quite... I'm not even sure there's a word for it. But I'm, I'm not sure that sounds like that much fun, no, but he seems to be having a good time. Well, he doesn't have any girlfriends or anything like that, so it works out well for him. His dogs think he is just the greatest thing walking on Earth. one 405 to connect with us. Well, this portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Kensington Books. When homicide hits her suburban Connecticut hometown, Melanie Travis and her pedigree poodles are back on the case in Bite Club. Cozy up with your furry friend and see if you can figure out who the real killer is. Bike Club by Lorian Berenson is available everywhere books are sold. And you can learn more at kensingtoncozies.com. Thanks, Kensington, for underwriting Animal Radio. We have Denise on the phones for animal communicator Joy Turner. Hi, Denise. Hi. What's going on? Well, uh, my dog is causing me to scratch my head uh, at, with a few behaviors. One, he has these vocalizations he makes Well, I might be washing dishes or doing basically something that doesn't involve him, and it's kind of between a bark and a, a, the sound of a man clearing his throat, and it's almost as if he's talking to me. I know what I wish he were saying, but uh, I'd, I'd like to know what, you know what that's about. And also, we have been able to discourage the nipping that he does when he's excited, but he's replaced it with punching me with his nose. <laughs> so, and I really, I'm not sure what to make of that. And okay. I also would and like to know why, what his feelings about one of the cats, he tolerates one, but the other he seems to be very impatient with. Um, he says, well, first of all, he thinks you understand him pretty well. And he said, just because you don't necessarily understand what he's saying to you, like, for instance, I might, he thinks he does understand almost everything you tell him. And he's really certain that what you think is going on when he talks to you is what's going on. Huh. He says, is that enough or does he have to say more? <laughs> I want to know about the nose punches. I'm not really liking it so much. It makes me a little nervous. First of all, some people may tell you it's aggression, but I can tell you from feeling this boy, he does not seem to have an aggressive bone in his body with you. So he likes contact. Okay. All right, then. 
And so it's not about aggression. It's not about dominance for him. You didn't appreciate his teeth, so he's trying his nose. Okay. Well, this is true. <laughs> and I and wonder if you could tell find me the out cat that the he's cat. not getting along with. He's not getting along with Raja. He seems to tolerate Merlot quite well, but okay. He says to me that Raja is a little confusing for him. What he knows is that they're kind of like, it isn't that they hate each other, but they just get on each other's nerves. Sometimes he goes, that cat bugs the crap out of him. And when he's had enough and he doesn't know what else to do, he basically escalates to tell him, tell Raja to leave him alone. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm very grateful. <laughs> thank you. Hi, it's Alan Cable. You know, dogs are dogs and people are people. I work with two folks this week. Each of them had the same problem. Their dog basically tries to rip their shoulder off at the end of a leash. And the guy I was working with, he let the dog off the leash. What do you think the dog did? Started jumping on him, grabbing the leash with his teeth. Pretty disrespectful behavior, wouldn't you say? You might not, but if that dog were part of a dog pack and did that to the alpha, he'd get a smackdown. Not with words or conversation like people do, but with swift action, a swift correction. A lot of people refuse to accept that their dog's a dog. They pretend the dogs are human. They think he understands everything they're saying and that he likes everything that humans like. Here's an example. Who doesn't love a hug? I'll tell you who. Most dogs. A hug is threatening to most dogs. They'll put up with it from their human pack members. But when a stranger does it, it signals domination and an invasion of space. It makes a dog feel threatened. We communicate with words. But if you really want to understand your dog or any dog, you have to watch their body language, their eyes, and what they do when you and other people are around. They learn by observing us. For instance, let's say you had a rug in your kitchen and the only time you gave your dog a treat is when he was on this rug. You'll notice the dog connects the dots. He figures out that when he's in that place, he gets a treat. So every time you walk in the room, you'll notice your dog moves to that spot. He even stays in that spot when you're not in the room. This is a cool way to train your dog to do lots of stuff. You're rewarding him for something he's already doing that you like. Then take it a step further. If he's not on the rug, point at it. If he doesn't move, you, while pointing at the rug, start moving towards it. You can use the word treat repeatedly too. If he's still not moving, get a treat and hold it in your hand while still pointing at the rug and moving towards it. Trust me, your dog's going to get the message, and pretty soon you'll be able to point to get him to go wherever you want him to. People will be fascinated how your dog will do what you want him to without ever saying a word. The greatest thing you can do for your dog is to be a strong pack leader and give him structure. He'll be calm and happy for it. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A dog owner in Scotland wasn't sure what to make of his dog's rattling stomach. When Chris Morrison took his dog Oscar to the vet, he had no idea what was wrong with his five-year-old lab. The vet suspected Oscar might have eaten something other than dog food, but when he went into his stomach, he was stunned. Vet Bob Hesketh found 13 golf balls. One of them was black from having been inside Oscar for so long. Oscar's owner explained that he and Oscar loved to take long walks on the golf course at night and in the early morning. He knew Oscar liked golf balls and enjoyed bringing them home. He had no idea he was swallowing them. Oscar's now on a diet of watered-down food until his stomach heals, and although he can still go for walks on the golf course, he wears a muzzle as part of his no-golf-ball diet. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio.
Radio. Admit it. You love your dog, and he is part of the family. So when choosing your next vacation, don't forget Fido. With just a little planning, the entire family can enjoy a road trip. To find the best vacation spot for Spot, subscribe to Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog, where each issue includes hotel and destination reviews, where both you and Fido are welcome. Go online to FidoFriendly.com and find out what all the barking's about. Check out Animal Radio highlights. All the good stuff without the blah, blah, blah. Browse on over to AnimalRadio.pet. Just moments away from Betty White on Animal Radio. Let's uh, head back on over to the phones. 1-866-405-8405. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, answering your dog questions. Animal communicator Joy Turner. I'm having a little bit of trouble today communicating myself. My mouth isn't really up to speed yet. Uh, groomer Joey Volani, and in for Dr. Debbie, Dr. Greg Neal. Hi, Fred. Hi, how are you? Doing good. I have Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, here for you. Well, I have a five-year-old dingo chow mix. Oh, my and gosh, Fred. From the beginning, it doesn't sound good. Don't say that. My wife's listening, and that's probably not what she wants to hear. <laughs> I know, but I sometimes tell the people what they need to know. We had a Yorkie. Um, my wife and I got married, and she had her dog, which was the dog I'm speaking of, and I had my 13-year-old Yorkie. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, the Yorkie thinks it's a Great Dane, and they would face off. Well, the Chow Dingo mix would attack the little dog. So I gave my Yorkie back to my ex-girlfriend because I wanted it to live. Oh, that was very nice of her. And then later we got another puppy. And it's been a year and a half since we got this puppy. It's a pit, boxer, healer mix. It's just a mutt. That one can Uh, stand up for himself. Now it's been a year and a half and there's been no problems. Okay, male and female, very quick. No, both males, one's fixed. If you call me before, I would not suggest you to get the male. It was not too much smart because, you know, two males is not preferable. Of course, two females would be much worse, but go ahead. Well, now, after a year and a half, the chow is doing it again with the new dog. Okay, so now let's focus on that. Quick sounds bite, answers questions, because like a KGB, I need to get from you some information which is very important for me, and I don't need the rest of the information. When the fight happened, first of all, I need to know under what circumstance fight's happening, and pretty quick, and number two, what is the casualties? I mean, there is a bite, there is a go to the vet, how you stop that from the fight, or they stop themselves. Go. With the Yorkie, yeah, it was a bloody mess. Um, we had to take her to the vet. Of course, she had some uh, back damage where the uh, nerves swole up. And Oh, my gosh. With the other dog, she's big enough, and she's her skin's tough enough that there's no blood. It just scares her, and she cowers down, rolls on her back, and pees on the floor. So, who, who do you think still is the boss? Um, me. <laughs> uh, if you were the boss, that fight would not happen. Between those two... Well, I would I would say that Trixie, the child dingo, is, is child the, boss, the one okay. that's been around the longest. And she's now, very crazy. quickly, could you tell me under what circumstance they fight? We've tried to pinpoint, and there's there's really nothing. It just it just happens. It could be the dog walking close to the other dog, or making a noise, or just doing nothing. Okay, there is a three things which the dogs normally fight about. Number one 
fight about the dog food, fight about the treats, or about human attention. When the dogs on their own, they normally get along really well. What is happening in your situation? One dog achieved a certain age, which I still believe is uh, that your second dog is still percepted like a first as the subordinate. However, uh, to some degree, especially in your presence, possibly start to challenging somehow authority of the older dog, and the older dog is just uh, bulletproof. That one is uh, trying to put the uh, proactively upcomer um, into the place. How to resolve this? And I would like you to be very attentive, even though I speak I speak with a California or Michigan accent, those two states I lived before, and and I speak very quickly, but because we're limited in the time, and you can always send me your personal email by vis visiting my website, which is SoCalDogTraining.com, or just Google Russian Dog Wizard. Listen, I am really specializing in those cases and resolving them all the time. Number one, what I would do, I would put two metal crates, and I want to make sure both dogs must be enrolled in the boot camp. Uh, what I know from the past and from my experience and from my education, if you will create three things, sleeping together, working together, and eating together, you, for at least two, two weeks, you will turn the things around, sleeping together, two metal, not the plastic crate, side by side. I want to make sure from this time on, one dog is out, second dog is in, and both of them sleeping there for the night. It's a very important. Uh, working together. I would work with one dog at the time and after start to work with both dogs at the time. I'm talking about strict obedience training, which I'm going to teach the dog, walking on the loose leash, do sit, stay, calm down, and I'm going to do with, with one one dog at a time and after have two dogs at my left and do it together boy if you do this you're diminishing any chance of the fights now eating together I would fit them in the crates at the same time because eating together sleeping together working together create social bond now at any given time after you've done everything you could and you see, still see at the early stages your your old dog even growling, even shows some type of the um, uh, alert or whatever. You have to use the device by name, pet convincer, pet convincer. Spray the air at that dog, startle her, stop it before it started. And the very quick because we are running out of time because you have very complicated question, but very easy solution really. You you can really get it done because they they were up to that point very good dogs and they just started now so psychologically make sure both dogs worry about you right now the more they worry about you the less they're gonna worry about themselves the less they worry about themselves more chance they will get along with each other that's like a, like you having two little kids you make sure both of them right now will worry about them and after they becoming the friends don't worry who is the boss about them right now you said right you're the boss, but make sure your dogs know that. Thank you for calling us. People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. 
Try our chicken rolled food as a meal or shred it as a topper. Holy education! Hi, this is Burt Ward, Robin from the TV series Batman. You've got to keep listening to Animal Radio. Wowie zowie, they've got the best information. It's so entertaining. To the Batmobile citizens! This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, we all love our animals, our pets and dogs, cats, whatever you may have, even your turtle. But do you love it enough that you would have it cloned? You know what? I love my kids a lot, but I don't think I'd have them cloned. Would you pay $50,000 to do it? Nah, I don't think I'd pay 10 bucks to have my kids cloned. <laughs> There's a New York City woman, though. She is paying somebody $50,000 to have her dead dog cloned. She actually got a major discount on the procedure. It was supposed to cost 100000 but she agreed to appear on a TLC special about pet cloning. Danielle Trantola told ABC News she hired a South Korean company to genetically copy her late dog, Trouble. She said the clonesters used Trouble's DNA to create a puppy that she's named double trouble. Trantola says the puppy's such a close genetic copy, even its personality is exactly the same. Well, I don't know about you, but I love to kiss my dog. <laughs> Some people, I have a friend, oh my gosh, they need to get a room, that, that dog and her. I, she goes crazy with the dog. But a dog's mouth, you know, a lot of times people have heard, uh, many people share the belief that a dog's mouth is cleaner than a human's. A pet saliva can somehow cure human cuts and scrapes. Well, these are just some of the beliefs held by pet owners, according to a new study commissioned by the Greenies. They're the brand makers of those pet specialty dental chews. Dogs' mouths are certainly not cleaner than a human's. Dogs can carry a variety of germs and bacteria in their mouth that stem from buildup of plaque and tartar that can potentially make humans sick through contact with saliva. A healthy mouth is actually essential to the overall well-being of your pet, but misguided information about pet oral health can affect more than just your pet's mouths, especially if you're, you know doing that tongue thing with your dog. For proper pet oral health, veterinarians advise daily brushing or giving veterinary oral health counsel, approved dental treats, and at least an annual oral exam by a vet with professional cleanings as recommended. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. one 405 to connect with the Dream Team. In for Dr. Debbie, Dr. Greg Neal, answering your vet medical questions today. Groomer Joey Volani, animal communicator Joey Turner, Vladdy the World, famous Russian dog wizard. You know, this we've been talking about this the last couple of weeks, about how you should let your dog sniff out your date, or your cat if you have one, sniff out your date to make sure that, you know, they're kosher. Yeah, they're, they're a good, good, good person. You actually, uh, I know for your husband, you made sure that your cat pre-approved yes. him. I tell you, I had some dates with some guys and my cat did not like them, so I did not uh, have a second date. But one one guy, uh, the cat was very interested in and seemed to come around when the guy was around. So I thought I'd give him a chance. And I, surely these animals have a great sense of character, yes, sort of do. a sixth sense. And Wendy Diamond... Uh, the great author, and of course, Lucky the dog, who I'm sure is sitting right next to her right now, is joining us. Hi, Wendy. Welcome back to the show. 
Thank you so much. Now, a long time ago, you wrote a book called How to Understand Men Through Their Dogs, right? Correct, oh. correct. The book came across because um, I was seeing somebody for a long time, and, and you know, everyone in the world in New York City was introducing me to men with dogs, you know, because of what I do for a living. And so everybody, like one night I'm out with a Shih Tzu guy, the next night I'm out <laughs> with a Mutt guy, and literally the next month another Mutt guy. I realized the similarity traits for the, for the men with these certain breeds were quite similar. So I actually went and I did a study and I interviewed 35 breeds of dogs and the men that love them. And so what we found is, you know, whether they were a great, you know, marriage material, whether they're great with children, what they're going to be when they grow up or if they're already grown up. And so we basically figured out that, you know, they really are similar. And Chicago Sun-Times did a study and they found that my book was 98% accurate. Wow. Wow. So you shouldn't only, not only let your dog sniff out your date, you should see what kind of a dog your date has. Okay. So what do you find what kind of dogs are we looking for in a man well you know it's not there's no bad man like there's no bad dog it's what you want out of somebody right and then everyone has different traits and personalities so for instance you know that you know if you're into art wine culture you're very much into pedigree you might be interested in a man that has a poodle a poodle (laughs) i was going to ask about the poodle there yeah, I mean, so, or, you know, if you're somebody who loves sports, if you want a man that's like, loves sports, is really into children, who's going to coach the Little League team, that's really a guy that has a mutt. A mutt? Okay. Yeah, he's definitely a great father figure, doesn't care about pedigree, where you're from, is really, really somebody who's in touch with his feelings and really appreciates the person for whom they which they are. Let's uh, talk about Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard here for a second. He's a big German Shepherd guy, has a German Shepherd. What does that say about him? A German Shepherd guy. Well, you know, listen now, if you're a happy-go-lucky, free-spirited person, you might not fit with the German Shepherd guy because they're very much into finding out every single thing about you. Oh, uh, yeah, that's They're spotted. very, very protective. If you are somebody, you know, they're definitely someone who is going to be a great father, but definitely protective. So don't think you're sneaking out anytime soon. What about golden retriever guys? Golden retriever guys tend to be politicians. Politicians love golden retrievers. They are very much the friendly character, the one that's definitely going to go to work every day and be manager type at an office. He's definitely somebody who tends to have two kids and loves water. Loves water. You like swimming, not to yeah, drink. Yeah, loves <laughs> swimming, loves going to the beach, loves jumping in the pool. Let's say you want to get married. That This is your goal for 2012. You're looking for marriage material. What kind of dog would you be looking for? Well, first of all, of course, you want a man with a dog because they're not fearful of commitment. Good. So if somebody doesn't have a dog, I always say, like, oh, what if the guy doesn't have a dog? You know, there's three issues that one has to look at if somebody doesn't have a dog. Why do they not have a dog? Are they fearful of commitment? Are they overworked? Are they not? Do they not have the time? Because if they don't have a time for a dog, they really might not have time for you, right? Sure. Also, if they don't have a dog, it's really kind of funny. I always say this, and they have, like, some issue of when they were, like, 10 years old, they got bit by a dog. If they can't get over that issue from 10 years old, You don't want them anyway. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You know, it's funny, right? And then also, you know, no matter who it is, first of all, there's, in this day and age with technology, and so many people working on their computers at home and da-da-da-da, it's so important to have that affection from an animal because it's seriously like the most unconditional love you'll ever have, as we all know, and it's just something that you literally you can't replace with a human.
Absolutely. If they don't have a dog, move on. Yeah. Well, you know, listen, there's so many dogs up for adoption. I'm not saying that every person in the world has to have a dog. But what I'm saying is it's so important, whoever it is that one's going to date, especially if you are a dog lover and you have a dog, that they absolutely love animals. If they have a cat. Now, you're sort of a dog expert, but if they have the cat. That's okay. Now, let me just say, I did do the book, How to Understand Women Through Their Cats. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. How to understand so there's no their book cats. to well, understand all, women you know, through their dogs? Ah, well, you know, I, like, listen, I'm both a cat and a dog, and what I will say to people is that that's, like, kind of the best mix of them all, because I'm definitely, they tend to be more homebodies than people do, that have dogs, and they tend to have more than one, like, people who have dogs usually have one dog. And the people with cats usually have two. Wendy Diamond, you have enlightened me once again. I always have so much fun when you come on the air with us. The website is wendydiamond.com, or you can check out the magazine animalfair.com. And hopefully it won't be as long from... Absolutely. We have to do... Lucky just got into the Guinness World Records. Oh, for what? For what? Uh, the dog most photographed with famous people. Wow. Cool. Yeah, so like President Obama, President Clinton... Quarterback for the Giants, Eli Manning, um, Hugh Grant, Howard Stern, um, you know, the list goes on. Kelly Ripa, <laughs> Matt Lauer, every single person. You're saying that Lucky then is a name dropper. Oh, my gosh. Well, luck, let's, let's just put it this way. Everyone is like, oh, my gosh, how did this happen? And I'll tell you, it's a really funny story, actually. It's about, you know, nine years ago um, because Lucky would never let me leave her at home. She'd literally jump in the bag, and I'd have to take her to work with me every <laughs> single day, right? But she knew when she was in that bag that she should not bark, and I trained her to do that. So one night I was invited to a dinner and my I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, and one of my best friends from Cleveland, Ohio was dating a very famous person at the time and invited me to a dinner. And I was sitting at dinner with twelve people and I was looking around, I'm like, no one would believe that I'm at this dinner, right? It's so pre Facebook, right? Where mm-hmm. you never take photos. Yeah. And so I was looking at this dinner and I was like, wow, I'm sitting across from Hugh Grant, Sandra Bullock, Valentino, the designer. And I'm like, oh my gosh, right? And I'm like, okay, it was like dessert time and people were kind of standing up. And I looked at Hugh Grant and I said, Hugh, I have to say, my dog is your biggest fan. (laughs) And I said, would you mind taking a picture with my dog? And that's kind of how Who Got Lucky started. So it's a column I do called Who Got Lucky. I love it. And it's really about Lucky and all her adventures in life. And, you know, because of all the work she's done to help promote animal rescue and adoption and welfare issues that we've been, you know, luckily invited to a million things all over the world and in Washington, D.C. and New York and Los Angeles that, you know, she's always around people. And so I never wanted to get pictures with me and the people, Mm -hmm. but I'd always do it with Lucky just to remember the times I had with her. Her name isn't Lucky Um, for nothing. Wendy, thanks so much. We're so out of time. Thank you guys. Have a lovely, lovely day. You too. On the way, Betty White, just around the corner on Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our grain-free rolled food. It's protein-packed with less risk of food sensitivity.
Hi, this is Paul Rogers. And Cynthia Rogers. On Animal Radio. Just know that it's going to be all right meow. <laughs> Live at the Red Barn Studios, you're listening to Animal Radio. Here's Hal and Judy. Ladies and gentlemen, let's all bow for the dog father. Well, I'm the bird father today. Oh, how's that? <laughs> That's different. Because we're gonna we're gonna be talking about we're gonna be talking about birds. And um, when people get birds, all they think that they need to give it seed, vegetables, fruits. There's a lot more to it. Um, you know, you, you got to cut the nails. You also got to take care of the wings if the, if your bird is a bird that um comes out because you don't want to fly around the house or out the window. Now, what a lot of people don't realize is that bird needs to be bathed. It's like a tongue twister here. Like it is. And unless you don't have a roof on your house where rain can get in, you're going to have a little bit of a problem. So we have to help it out a little bit. The best thing is if your bird likes water, to take your bird right in the shower. Now, my bird will actually walk in the shower if she's loose, <laughs> and she, and it's time for her to be bathed, and she'll spread her wings and push me out of the way and take her own shower. But what you could do is put them under the water and really saturate them, because what happens with the feathers is the water will roll off, and you really want it to penetrate to the skin and get that down. Now, now, what that's going to do, that's going to stimulate the bird to start pruning itself when it dries. It's, and they're going to remove the old feathers. They're going to they're going to preen. They're going to take the casing off to expose new feathers. And it's going to make the bird look more beautiful because you're going to get a lot more growth and a lot of healthier growth. If your bird doesn't like to go in the shower... You can use a spray bottle, and you know what? If you're going to do that, distilled water works best because our city tap water sometimes dries them out a little bit and, um, you know, makes them, you know, itchy like we basically would, how mm -hmm. our skin would dry out. Or you can go, and I bet you've seen your pet products has it. I really have not checked into it, but they make a um, bird wash. It's a spray with really? um, conditioners. Hmm. Yeah. And it conditions the feathers and, and gives you more vibrant colors. And believe it or not, birds like it. It occupies occupies them um, when they dry it keeps them busy and it, it, it keeps their mind off of especially you know birds sometimes from being too much in a cage get a little stir crazy and this actually helps them occupy their mind a little bit longer and you could do this once twice a week but make sure the temperature around and about is at least 70 degrees or higher and 70 degrees or lower you know it's 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 not really good for them so you don't want to use shampoo i you don't want to use shampoo but you know what i have it's it's funny because i've used shampoo on my bird um that somebody <laughs> told me about and it worked good but um it's not recommended joey Volani with your bird tip of the week and how to wash your bird remember all of these tips over at the website at animalradio.com this is animal radio hi charlie Hi. Welcome to the show. I have Dr. Neil filling in for Dr. Debbie today. How can he help you? So, um, I have a pretty old uh, female mastiff, and um, on one of her back uh, paws, on the upper part, like the palm type, which doesn't really touch the ground a whole lot, for about a year now, it's scabbed up once, but it's almost like a dime-sized sore. When I say sore, I mean it's almost like, you know, you can see meat a little bit, you know what I'm saying, where, where the, the pad's actually gone. It's spherical, circular, and um, it scanned up for a while, and then I thought it was going to be okay, but now she's it's back, at, and I, you know, I don't, I don't know, I'm not a medical, but the aspect of MRSA and stuff like that, I don't know what the heck it is, but she functions, but, you know, she licks it every day, and I wish I knew some way to help that. But the vet gave me something sad to put on it, and it didn't seem to help too much. So you have had you have had a veterinarian take a look at it, right? Yeah. Okay. He said it's like the hardest thing to cure, isn't it? Speak problems with the cuts and sores and 
And is this something, did you, did you say this was on the top of the paw or the underside? It was in the underside. You know, the inside of your palm, the, yeah. the very back of your palm before it goes to your wrist. Oh, I got you. So it's up almost up, up higher by the wrist area then. Yeah. Okay. Did they mention that it might be a lick granuloma? Did that ring a bell at all? No, I haven't heard that, but I'll have to, I'll, I plan on taking her in in a week or so. A lick granuloma uh, can start off as an infection or a puncture wound. And then what the dogs will do is they almost get in the habit. It becomes almost a compulsive disorder where they just lick and lick and lick and they won't leave it alone. Does that kind of sound like what's going on? It does sound like that. Yeah. So if. Why why would it be spherical like that or create a little, like a, a hole? Like, you know, it's just. That's what gets me. It could have become ulcerated. Sometimes if they get an infection or they lick it enough, it'll break through the skin. They'll get an ulcer. Um, okay. Also, you said she's an, uh, an older pet, right? Yeah, she's a very old master female. Yeah, we also can't rule out that there could be some sort of skin cancer. Uh, so sometimes, um, you know, it's, it's obviously easiest to look at it. I've been doing this long enough. I can usually tell if something's dangerous or not dangerous from looking at it. If it's a lick granuloma, a variety of creams can help out, but sometimes we have to stop the compulsive disorder, so we sometimes will have to put them on an anti-inflammatory or even like a doggy Prozac if it's something that they've gotten in the habit of licking and they're just not allowing it to heal up. Uh, Occasionally, we even have to put one of those collars, the e-collars on that everyone hates, um, to keep them from looking to allow it to heal up. But, you know, probably warrants a, another visit to your vet, you know, with, with some suggestions on some further treatment since the original treatment didn't seem to take care of it. Um, and we usually just take things in a stepwise progression. And if it's not healing up, maybe a biopsy or even removing it uh, to make sure it isn't something dangerous that's going to be a, a problem down the road. When you, mean, when you say removing, you're talking about a surgery of, of sewing it up or something? Or yeah. cutting into it and sewing it up? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, there's two ways you can do it. You can actually take a small piece of it and take a, a, a biopsy and send it to the pathologist for them to say what it tell us what it is. Or sometimes uh, we'll just actually remove it and, and, and send the whole uh, tissue specimen into the pathologist so they can tell us what it is. So, yeah, sometimes these things that don't want to heal up, we do have to take them to surgery uh, to try to get a cure. Gotcha. Thank you for the info. You bet. Good luck with that. We're working on the technology where we can uh, just hold your animal up to the radio and the vet can uh, see what's going on. Haven't really perfected it yet. And until then, you know, this is what we got. 1-866-405-8405. That's the number to connect with Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, animal communicator Joy Turner, groomer Joy Volani. In for Dr. Debbie today is Dr. Greg Neal. Hi, I'm Ed Asher, and you're on Animal Radio. Spay or neuter your animals, you dummies. Here's today's top automotive news story. I'm Nick Miles. Acura has given its flagship NSX sports car a slight update. The all-aluminum coupe is in a highly competitive class with rivals like the Audi R8, the Porsche 911 Turbo, and McLaren's 570S. The cost is $157,500 plus destination fees, with minor options available such as carbon fiber exterior sports package, full leather sports interior, and Cirrus XM radio. To find your new NSX, go to ourautoexpert.com. Our Auto Expert is brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, groomer Joey Villani, news director Lori Brooks, And now, from the Red Barn Studios, here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. 
the toll-free numbers, 1-866-405-8405. On the other end of that phone line, you'll find Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, animal communicator Joy Turner, groomer Joey Volani, and in for Dr. Debbie this weekend, Dr. Greg Neal answering your questions. Joy, we were just talking about this a second ago off the air. You know what I'm thinking, don't you? Oh, Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't say either, Joy. That's got to be a messed up mind. You know, it isn't. I've always been told by spiritual guides that just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. So I actually don't try to understand or like I'm not just kind of sitting here reading your mind because I can do it. Um, That's just not an appropriate thing. That's not an honoring thing. And I was told you always have to ask before you get to read people and figure out what they want. So you're not speak. you're not only just a communicator, but you're a polite communicator is what you are. Well, yes, I think you have to be. That was, you know, my again, my mom raised me to be polite and Well yeah, so, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. So yeah. don't talk about oh, Hal's mind. I'd be so corrupt. <laughs> I'd I'd be reading everyone's mind, not telling them. Oh, Joey. <laughs> The dogs, too. <laughs> we have Mike on the phone. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey. Hi. How are you guys doing today? Pretty good. What's what's going on in your world? Oh, life's always exciting in my world. <laughs> well, I'm moving. Okay. I'm leaving the state of California and moving to the wonderful and lovely Colorado. Sounds cold. Sounds nice. So, and we'll be moving our pets. Uh, I've have two little sitsus. I have two cats. One of my cats weighs as much as my two dogs together. And two birds. And I guess my kind of concern, I know traveling sometimes messes with, um, you know, the way they eat and bathrooms and stuff. But, you know, going to a new place, it's a much higher altitude, uh, stuff like that. You know, is there any type of changes we should make with them or be looking for once we get moved. Hey, Mike, how you doing? I'm doing okay. All right, so what elevation are you moving to? I think it's about 4,500 feet. Okay, and, and where do you live in California right now? I live in Santa Maria. Santa Maria. Um, I mean, the good news for you is I don't think you have any fleas at that elevation. Good. Well, that's Yeah, nice. that, that's going to be a big plus. Um, you know, it's a, it's a tricky one. I mean, I think certainly the transportation, have any of the pets gone on long trips before? I assume you're driving them there, right? Yes. Yeah, the dogs have been out on the road, and they do pretty good with traveling, but we've never had the cats, you know, or the birds out on this kind of a trip. Yeah, I mean, it, it's sometimes a good idea to take the pets that aren't used to travel. You know, take them in the car, you know, maybe take them for a half hour, hour drive and see how they are. I mean, if they seem real frantic, uh, the cats certainly could be put on a tranquilizer. Uh, the bird, I don't know about that. I don't see a lot of birds. Um, but, you know, I think that most pets do fine once they get used to it. I mean, when they're first in the car, it's kind of a, you know, a strange feeling for them. They're not really in control, uh, but they seem to adapt pretty quick. Uh, But I would probably take them out for a little test spin, uh, see how they do. As far as once you get there, um, it's going to be similar to us if they're not used to being at altitude. Um, that can be a little hard on their system, especially the dogs that they can be out running around very, very active. Uh, the lower oxygen level can get them you know, winded, and, and uh, they don't have any heart issues or any health problems right now, right? 
Yeah, I mean, I would probably take them on uh, some short walks, get them used to it, just like you or me would. You know, you wouldn't go out and do full blast exercise. You'd take it kind of easy until uh, you got used to that, that higher elevation, that lower oxygen content. All right. What about, like, heartworm stuff? I need to worry about that going to a new location. Yeah, you know, most areas areas of the country, you do have to worry about heartworm. Uh, we're lucky here right on the coast. I don't see any cases where I live here in Morro Bay and where my practice is. Um, you know, if there is mosquito exposure, then certainly heartworm is an issue. Your best bet would be once you get to your new city, call the local vets and say, you know, are you putting the pets on heartworm here? Um, do you have a heartworm problem here? If they say yes, then obviously you want to want to get on that because that's a, a nasty disease. Right. Okay, great. And, you know, Mike, um, hi, this is Joy Turner. One of the things I have found with animals, if you expect that they're going to have a hard time, for instance, with the travel or you're worried if they're going to have a hard time, they pick up on your thoughts and your feelings. And if they are a little stressed or they are a little worried, it's going to exaggerate their issue. So if you go with the mentality of feeling very calm and very secure, and of course we can all make this, honeys, we're just a family, and of course we're all moving together, and of course it's going to be a little bit different, but we're all going to be fine, then they also will tend to pick up on that, and if they are having an issue with themselves, your confidence is going to help them have less of an issue. Okay, great. Thank you. There you go. A double shot there. The doctor and the animal communicator. 1-866-405-8405. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by the grain-free Red Barn Naturals canned food for dogs and cats. It's always made in the USA with natural, functional ingredients to support your pet's optimal health. You can learn more at redbarninc.com. And thank you, Red Barn, for underwriting Animal Radio. Vinny Penn coming at you on Animal Radio with the Party Animal segment. Uh, Cracked open my daughter's piggy bank the other day, at her urging, of course. The economy has not gotten the best of me, although it's pretty damn close. Cracked it open because it was time for her to, she filled it all the way up over these years. She's six years old and she was ready to spend the loot in it. Got me to thinking, why a pig? Who's the person who came up with that years ago? Like, we're going to put store all this money. Let's store it in a pig. I don't really understand that. Why are we filling a... Does anybody know the legend behind why it's a piggy bank and why we're sticking the, the coins in its back? Do you know what it was like that morning having bacon and eggs with my daughter and explaining to her uh, because she asked me, you, you know, why a pig? She's the one who actually instigated this party. I'm sitting there munching on bacon like, I wonder if she even knows what we're eating right now. I guess there was once nickels and pennies rolling around inside of, I don't know why it's a pig. What else should it be? I don't think an animal. Why don't they just have little banks for children, little plastic banks that you put your money in? And it says bank. And and there's blue ones for boys and pink ones for girls. Why an animal? Why a pig? Email me. I kind of really want to know. Vinnie Penn, Party Animal on Animal Radio. Hi, this is Joy Behar on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your pets. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. I'm Hal Abrams. I'm Judy Francis. And Judy is answering your calls. Looks like all the lines are lit up there. 
busy, busy day here in the studio. Everybody wants to talk to one of our experts. Everyone has problems going on out there with their animals. Groomer Joey Volani is also here. And uh, by the way, he knows more than just dogs and cats. He knows how to groom your bird, too. So if you have bird grooming questions, maybe they're molting <laughs> or something like that, he can help you. And Anna, our animal communicator, Joy Turner, is also here. She can bridge that gap with not only the pet that you may live with right now, but maybe that childhood pet that passed 20, 30 years ago. A Vladi the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Oh, and Dr. Greg Neal is in for Dr. Debbie today. Uh, Dr. Debbie taking a much-needed vacation. And then we have Vladi, who says you can't sleep in bed with your pets are you hold on i got a funny one about that okay i can't even sleep in my room anymore with my wife because the dogs have taken over i sleep in the spare room and the four dogs sleep with her and if i come into her room they'll attack me wow oh. wow yes you know what yes, Joey, it's bad. You to do? what'd you do i got i used well first of all i had one king-size bed and two dogs two cats and me was just not big enough so i now have a big enough bedroom that i can have two king-size beds oh. side by side pushed right up tight against each other so they make kind of like one big giant bed and that works perfectly we all have plenty of room then you're ruining it for me here now you know i mean i got my own room you're ruining it i hope my wife's not listening today Uh-oh. see my problem is the bigger bed you get it doesn't matter because they still want to crowd around you and lay up against yeah. you well out they there. they do but see when there's a bigger bed you can always get up and go to a different part of the bed uh, so uh, you have to move yeah why do they I always want to be on you why do they want to be on top what's of with you? that they have you know, it's actually a bonding thing that they do. If you've ever watched, for instance, dogs or cats that get along together, and I even actually see this with my horses, although not quite as close, they do sleep kind of piled on. Look at puppies. They sleep piled yeah. on top of each other yeah. because it's a bonding thing they do. It's an energetic bonding thing. So they do the same thing with us because we are part of their family, just like they're part of ours. And Personally, I actually always encourage that kind of emotional bonding because it's really what it is. It's not so much a mental bonding. It's an energetic and an emotional bonding. So we should be flattered. Yes, I guess so. We should feel very honored. <laughs> yeah. Puffy eyes. That's and, when I got to get up at five in the morning. Yeah, yeah. bloodshot eyes. And I got a dog stuck in my back. <laughs> yeah, Backache. <laughs> Backache. But uh, yeah, we're, we're flattered. Hey, if your pets sleep with you and they don't give you any room, we want to hear from you. one 405 Uh Let's see. Also, Betty White on the show today. Very excited. She uh, turned 90 years old a couple weeks ago and a big special. I believe on NBC. She's like the Energizer Bunny. She just keeps on going. You know what else is? She doesn't seem to get older. No, she looks looks the same. Like she did 20 years ago. And she'll be joining a big animal lover. And she doesn't like just cats or she doesn't like just dogs. She's not specious. She says anything with four legs on it. So uh, she'll be on just a few minutes. Also, uh, news from Stacey Cohn working hard in the newsroom. She is going to tell us that uh, five is the new seven. You know how they say (laughs) 40 is the new 30. Yeah. 60 is the new 40. Apparently, our dogs and cats are living much, much longer now. And uh, seniorhood is setting on at a later age. We'll find out about that in just a few minutes. Also, we're going to the phones next right here on Animal Radio. Hello, this is Jane Goodall on Animal Radio. And I just like everybody to realize that each day you live, you make some difference on the planet and you can choose what kind of difference you're going to make. And hopefully every day you'll try to make the world a little bit better for people, for animals, and for the environment.
You'll roll over with joy for Bike Club, the new Melanie Travis canine mystery by award-winning author Lorian Berenson. Amateur sleuth and proud parent of prize-winning poodles, Melanie Travis has a new book club catering to fans of crime fiction. That means when homicide hits her suburban town, this time she has a whole pack of mystery-solving pals to help her collar the killer. Dog lovers won't want to miss this light-hearted, playful caper. Bike Club is on sale now everywhere books are sold. Learn more at kensingtoncozies.com. Hello, this is Franz from Hans and Franz. Don't be a girly man. Get your dog spayed and neutered. That's right. And just because you spay and neuter your dog, it does not make them a girly dog. You're listening to Animal Radio. Hi, Bridget. Hi. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Welcome to the show. I have Lottie, the world-famous Russian dog wizard right here. Okay, great. Um, if I may ask my question and then I'll be quiet and listen if that's okay. <laughs> Bridget, you, you know the rules you know, yes. on my show, yes. Um, <laughs> you, yes. You say something and shut up. Okay, go okay. ahead. I have a almost five-year-old long-haired dash hound. His name is Caesar, And um, he's Uh-oh. always been really great house trained, a fantastic dog. About four months ago, my mom moved in with me with her dog, Sweet Pea. And um, they, we used to get together for family occasions. He was, they've always gotten along great. They still get along excellent, except for two things. At bedtime, uh, in my room, he will constantly lift his leg and pee around the bed or around the corners in the bedroom, and then he does the same thing in my mom's room. And this is a dog who never, ever went in the house. I've had him to the vet. He says he's healthy, he's fine. And also, um, in the bedroom, he used to sleep with me on bed because he was good. Now, if I even get near the bed, he even growls. And he is just really, really not the same dog. As soon as I step in the bedroom at night, he's a totally different dog. And I just I don't know what to do to, to help him. Okay, Bridget, let's sort it out. So you have a, uh, you know, dachshund, yes. which is a pro- problem on its own. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, they're handy. Yes. And uh, just somehow happened, so your mom brought another dog in this house. Yes, yes, my mom moved in with us along with her dog, Sweet Pea. And, which is uh, male was- or female? He's uh, her dog is a female and they're both fixed. And so you you have a female and that dog has a female. No, my mom's dog is a female and my dog is a male. Okay, and uh, your dog starts to constantly like a marking territory since that dog moved in. Yes. Yes. Yep. He was good at first for like the first three months, and then this last month, it's like he's somebody clicked the switch, and when it comes to bedtime, he is a totally different dog. He's aggressive, and he has to lift his leg. And, con- mm-hmm. and it's hardly even any pee will come out at all, but he has to constantly, like, sprinkle everywhere in my bedroom and in my mom's bedroom, especially on the bottom of the bed. You know how your comfort will hang over? Sure, sure, that's sure, exact- sure. That's his favorite spot to tag. And as soon as we wash it, he will do it again. Okay. But Bridget, let me ask you a confidential question. Where does your dog sleep? Um, he used to sleep with me in the bed, and he won't even come near the bed anymore except to pee at it. He'll sleep okay. on the floor and, and sulk. He'll just, he's just like he's very, it's like he turned into a little bit of a terror because he just is miserable and like he's just I, a wounded I got it. victim. I got, it. I got it. Do you have a husband? Yes, I do, who works third shift. <laughs> That's why you sleep with your dog, not yes. with him, I guess. <laughs> Okay, that doesn't sound good for me. No, okay. I'm teasing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, uh, my wife would not allow my dog even come close to the bed, uh, you know, when I'm sleeping together. But it's like we. You know, I truly believe that dogs should not sleep in the beds. Um, this is all type of um, 
problem arise when you give the dog equal status um, because every time when you're raising your dog in the vertical directions it's just raising in the social status and a lot of pro problems you know can rise from this type of the uh, behavior here is what I would do in your situation number one I would establish a solid obedience training and solid obedience control over my dogs and then that could be done just for the simple obedience training especially I would make sure I would do it before I take him, like before go to sleep, somewhere around 9, 10 o'clock, I would put the collar on leash on him. And I just, just I, I know how it's difficult. I know, like, sometimes it seems to train dachshund for obedience, like train cats to swim. Mm -hmm. But it's still possible. I don't care how perfect you are. Mm -hmm. I don't care. All what I want you to do, just walk your, this dog, especially in that room. You know, that's interesting enough. I'd like to share with you. If you're going to bring that dog to this particular particular room and just say let's go let's go like sounds okay. a little bit like come on let's go let's go walk around that room a little bit okay you are marking your territory and if you can i don't i know you cannot put him in the seat but at least you can tell him stay and step a little bit away from him and if he moves from that moves from that uh, stay position you can do a little bit with your left hand do like a like a fencing the sore on guard position under the leash and make sure ah uh, uh, move okay. forward, make sure he stays, uh -huh. at least for one, two minutes, keep him in this position without moving. He will totally lose control over thinking, oh my gosh, I am the boss here. Because you remind me the same thing, like almost like not the same, but directly, like I met one client and I was talking to her about her behavior problem, and that dog lifted his leg and urinated on her, urinated her all over. He told me, you know, she's mine. I'm not sure why right. what you're talking with her about. So it's a very important to start with from that. Number two, I would definitely illuminate all scents in decisive way. And after, I would put some citrus yeah, cover okay. up. For the first two weeks, I got to get a little uh, crate, like a plastic one, okay, like for I, the cats. I, I had a Rottweiler before for 13 years, and I, I started out crating him, and I did not with Caesar because I made the mistake. Oh, he's a little dog. They're easy to take care of. Bridget, you are a very, very serious person. I'm a real person. Get the little, small crate, but you got to get it to ducks, and you got to get really small. Don't make another mistake. In a America, you guys always believe everything should be large. In the back in the Soviet Union, my house was a little bit bigger than the typical American two dogs crate, but I was fine. Ducks okay. needs to have a little crate, like a little plastic crate. Put something nice inside, tow him in, no democracy, and he's gonna stay there in the crate. And if you're gonna complain, you know, snap the crate a little bit, scream him, ah! And he, he still will not keep complaining. Google the product by Pet Convincer. Okay. Very inexpensive. You can afford it even if you don't have a silver spoon. Thank you for calling us. Thank you very much. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Hello, this is Dr. Paul on Animal Radio. Take care of the pets and make sure that in these hot days that you know, they get in lots of water and don't tie them outside in the sun because then they get a heat stroke. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. 
You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-311-2199. That's 800-311-2199. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. This is a great story. A dog saved one battered woman's life, and it may go on to save many more by changing the role that family pets play in the lives of domestic abuse victims. Last year, this heroic Great Dane had thrown himself over the body of a woman who was nearly beaten to death by her boyfriend who repeatedly struck her with both sides of a hammer. The dog leaped into the bloody scene and absorbed most of the blows that the man threw at them before he threw the dog and the woman out of a two-second story window. The desperate woman called the Rosebrook Center in Kansas City, Missouri, where arrangements were made for the woman only. The dog, sadly, was not able to stay there. But the woman who has chosen not to identify herself refused to abandon her angel, Susan Miller, the chief center executive said. She wasn't going to leave her pet alone with them, Miller said. He actually saved her life. The dog had suffered serious injuries, including a broken hip, ribs, and other broken bones. And with the woman clinging to her trusted companion, the shelter had to make an exception. 40% of the women won't leave their pets, so they live in their cars or they stay. They risk their own life or that of their kids. Realizing how much a difference it makes in the lives of abuse escapees, now the shelter's in the process of adding seven kennels and expanding the shelter to accommodate another 25 beds. Miller said that seven out of every 10 women in the U.S. say they're unable to escape abusive relationships in part because the abuser threatens to harm the family pet. Two out of five women say they don't leave because they worry about what's going to happen to their dog. A Massachusetts man has a lot more room in his home now after he parted ways with his animal collection. A Lawrence resident gave all 94 of his hamsters to the MSPCA last week. The man had been housing the hamsters for the past five years, but eventually realized he was running out of room. He was described as emotional when getting rid of his pets, but ultimately decided he needed to get rid of them. Thank you. Probably smelled pretty bad there. The hamsters, which were well cared for, will be sent to different shelters across Massachusetts for adoption. I'm Stacy Cohen. You can get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Animal Radio. We are celebrating our connection with our pets. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, answering your most vexing dog issues. Animal communicator Joy Turner, bridging that gap. Groomer Joey Villani. And in for Dr. Debbie this week, we have Dr. Greg Neal, who practices here locally in Morro Bay. What's the name of the clinic again? That's uh, Morro Bay Veterinary Clinic. And we got a brand new website going on, huh? Yeah, I've decided to enter the uh, 21st century. This is good. I was a little late, too. It took me yeah. a little time. What's the web address? That is uh, MorroBayVet.com. MorroBayVet.com. And, of course, we'll put links over at the website. Hello. Hello. 
Hi, Judy. Hi, Betty. How are you? I'm fine, but I can hardly hear you, darling. I'll try to speak up. Hi, Betty. Hal. Well, hi, Hal. It's Betty. Nice to talk to both of you. Well, you too. Very nice to talk to you, of course, uh, the great actress, but not not a lot. I got you fooled. (laughs) Well, hey, listen, that's all that matters, right? (laughs) Right. You're also a big animal lover, too. Well, that's my real work. I mean, show business is my hobby, but my real work is animals. Oh. I love them dearly, of course, but I've been with the Morris Animal Foundation for 37 years. We're wow. a health organization. Tell us a little bit about Morris. Uh, we're headquartered in uh, Denver, mm-hmm. and we're an international organization. We fund humane studies into specific health problems of dogs, cats, horses, and zoo and wildlife. And it, it's we've done we helped develop the parvovirus vaccine for dogs and the feline leukemia vaccine for cats and that kind of thing. And you're also uh, a, a part of the SPCA LA, is that yes, correct? Yes, I do their telethon every year, and I work with them. I've worked with them for for all these years. Oh, that's great. Well, do you remember your first animal, the first animal that you made that connection with? Well, I guess it was before I remember, because when my folks brought me home from the hospital, uh, we had Toby, a marmalade cat, mm-hmm. who was... Uh, uh, what, what kind of leg? Marmalade? Marmalade, an orange cat. Oh, okay. <laughs> they call him marmalade. Toby would sit on the corner of my crib, and my mother always said, if Toby hadn't approved of the new baby, she would have sent me right back to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> so I come by my animal love naturally. Did you have kind of a reverse role as a child instead of you bringing home pets and asking your parents if you could keep them because they followed you home? Your parents did these, did that thing? That was it. They'd say, oh, Betty, he followed us home. Can we keep him? So, of course, I was in hog heaven. We all just loved him. Are you a cat person or a dog person? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm an, anything with a leg on each corner. I don't care what it is. But I'm, I'm a big kitty person. Uh-huh. I, my bobcat. I just lost my bobcat. I'm sorry. A month ago, and he was uh, he was about 18, and uh, he oh, was that's... a foundling, so I didn't know his exact age, but he uh-huh. was a beautiful Himalayan who was such a people cat. Sounds like he lived a, a very long life too. Yes. Well, any other animals at home? Yes, I have a. They're looking at me. I have a golden <laughs> retriever. He was puppy raised in Alaska to be a guide dog. Wow! But he his hips didn't quite measure up, so he went into career change. <laughs> and uh, so he's ten now, and uh-huh. his name is Kita, K I T T A. Wonderful. Because in Inuit, Kita means forward. Oh. And then I have my little old girl here, my little Shih Tzu, uh-huh. Panda. She's a black and white Shih Tzu who will be 15 in September. I talk to my pets a lot. Do you think I should be embarrassed about that, Betty? I think you should be embarrassed for apologizing for it. <laughs> that, that, believe me, I, of course, I talk to all animals, but but the, the pets, they may not know the exact words, but they read you so completely, your tone of voice, your your body language and all that. You just deal them into the into the family and and deal them into the conversation. It's amazing the results you get. Well, I we actually have a, a cat that actually runs the radio show. Oh, really? 
What, what kind? Uh, a black and white tuxedo cat. Oh, I love tuxedos. <laughs> he's, uh, he, he watches us all the time. He's making sure that we're working and, and doing everything properly. And, of course, if any city officials or government officials come by, uh, we refer them directly. Uh, to Boog. To Boog is oh, his name. Oh, well, of course. What's his name? Boog. Boog? Oh, well, but please give him my love. I will. Now, let me ask you this question before we let you go here. I, I know that you're a wonderful actress and animal lover, but I just realized you're also the author of four books. Yep. And I had a wonderful time. I love writing, and I've, I've, someday I'll get back to I've got number five started, but someday I'll get back to are, it, but not right now. Are these animal books? Uh, well, the first one was Pet Love, oh. how pets take care of us. They were therapy animals, you know, not only guide dogs, but hearing ear dogs and, and hospice cats and all that. So that was Pet Love. And then uh, the next one was uh, Betty White in Person, which was a series of how I feel about grief and marriage and, and love and all that sort of thing. And the third one was The Leading Lady, who was my beloved Dinah. She was a golden retriever guide dog that when she retired as a guide dog, she belonged to my best friend. And, of course, he was going to keep her when he got his new guide. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But she just went, she couldn't face, an, an, she lost her master, she lost her job, and she just went under the bed and wouldn't eat or anything. So I said, let me try her, Tom. And uh, so she came to me and had a whole new job. She had my housekeeper to break in and the <laughs> mailman and the UPS man and the pool man. So Tom and I wrote the book. We didn't write it together. He wrote his chapters on his early life with Dinah. He was a special correspondent for uh, Good Morning America. Mm-hmm. And he used to travel all over the country with just Dinah, and she would take him all over. Aww. So he wrote his chapters about the young Dinah, and I wrote mine about how her wonderful transition into this new life. And she came to me when she was 11, and she made 15 by three oh. days. Wow. <laughs> and uh, so Tom always said he took the, she taught him how to grow up and me how to grow old. Aww. And then the last one uh, was Betty White in Person, which, I mean, uh, here we go again, which is kind of my, my television career from <laughs> scratch. You are a wonderful person. Thanks for everything that you've done for the animals. And before we leave, uh, any words of wisdom that you'd love to give the listeners about their animals or about animals in general? Yes, just just enjoy each and every day. Their roads are shorter than ours, so make the most of every day that you're together and also be, be, be responsible for your own animals and then we wouldn't have an animal problem. Yes. If everybody took their own responsibility and dealt that, that pet into the family and, and uh, considered everybody else, even the people who aren't as animal-oriented as we are, they, you, if you don't take your responsibility, you turn animal moderates into animal haters, and you don't want to do that. No, you no. sure don't. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for the work you both do. Thank you, Hal, and thank you, Judy. Thank the, you, Betty. Betty White on Animal Radio, and there's more Animal Radio on the way. Stick around. I, I would if I could. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hey, everybody. This is Brett Michaels, and I just want to say you, right now, want to take weight. 
Give me the line again. My brain skipped. Uh, Brett Michaels. I just have one of my brain hemorrhage brain farts. Oh, Go don't ahead. do that. Say don't that do that. I don't want to be responsible for that. Trust me, it's me. Go okay. ahead. Animal Radio. Brett Michaels and Animal Radio. You got it. I knew the Animal Radio. Like, okay, here we go. Hey, this is Brett Michaels. You're listening to Animal Radio. And take care of your pets. They will rock your world. Here is today's top order minute news story. I'm Nick Miles. BMW is working on an electric sedan called the i4 that will be based on the same platform as the 3 and 4 series and will likely have two electric motors providing all-wheel drive with a range of up to 350 miles. The car will go from 0 to 60 in around 4 seconds. Top speed will be governed and I'm afraid you'll only be able to max it out at 125 miles an hour. The i4 should arrive in 2021 starting at around $50,000. To find your new BMW, go to ourautoexpert.com. Our auto expert is brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. This is Animal Radio, baby. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. When screams for help were heard outside a home in Trenton, New Jersey, concerned neighbors quickly called the police. Police arrived to hear a woman screaming, help me, help me. And when no one answered the door, they kicked it in, only to find not a woman, but a cockatoo. Owner Evelyn DeLeon said it wasn't the first time 10-year-old Luna had brought authorities to their home. About seven years ago, Luna went through a phase where he'd imitate a baby crying. Child welfare workers responding to reports of a possible abandoned baby showed up. De Leon said her bird is forever adding new sounds from watching TV in both English and Spanish. I'm thinking it might be a good time for Luna to take up reading books. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Check out Animal Radio highlights. All the good stuff without the blah, blah, blah. Browse on over to animalradio.pet. Animal Radio. Betty White. I don't know if you caught that special on NBC a couple weeks back, but uh, she is an amazing woman who's doing wonderful things for the animals. In for Dr. Debbie this weekend, we have Dr. Greg Neal, who practices here locally in Morro Bay, California, and uh, does a fine job. Although, when he walks into the studio, Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, gets a little bit apprehensive. She seems to be calming down, Judy. She's doing very well now. I think she's getting used to it. This is his second or third time here, so she's getting a little bit better. This is good. And he doesn't have any sharp tools. He doesn't have that look like I'm going to probe you or anything like that. Yeah, we're going to be buddies pretty soon. I, I can feel it. I hope so. Maybe that'll translate when we go into the office. Actually, when she goes into the office there, she's pretty calm, but that's your territory. She's a dream come true in the office, yeah. <laughs> And we have Sherry on the phone. Hi, Sherry. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. I'm your ultimate fan. Well, thank you, the ultimate fan. Our fan's on the phone. Sherry, what's going on with your animal? I have Dr. Neil here. Well, I have two dogs. They're both terriers. Under uh, They weigh less than 20 pounds, and they're, they're really... They love fruits and vegetables, and it doesn't matter what, what I'm eating, whether it's butternut squash, cauliflower, or an apple. They both want it. 
And um, I want to make sure that with all the fruits and vegetables they consume, that I'm not giving them something that is going to hurt them. Hi, Sherry. How are you? I'm good. Um, Yeah, I mean, you're feeding them a good quality dog food as a regular diet, right? I am. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people like to give their pets fruits and vegetables, and some, the bottom line is they can't tolerate it. I mean, they are so used to eating their specific diet. If you start introducing a lot of different things into their diet, then you're asking for the loose stool, possibly the vomiting, uh, things you don't really want to see, right? Um, yes, and, and, and right now, um, they, they, don't do, they don't do either one of those things. They, do very, they, they tolerate it very well. Yeah, I mean, I would say if you've if you've given things carrots, certain vegetables, and they haven't had a problem, then that's a good test right. that they're probably okay with that. Um, you know, fruits and vegetables obviously are very healthy for them. They're very healthy for us. Uh, if you're f- feeding a good quality, balanced food, they don't need that. They're getting all the vitamins and minerals that they that they need. But a lot of people like to give their pets treats, and certainly fruits and vegetables uh, are a healthy treat. You do have to watch out for some. Uh, some of the, the fruits and vegetables can be toxic. Raisins are not a good thing to give. Um, onions are not a good thing to give. Uh, there are some people that have fed, um, you know, their, their cats and dogs when they weren't eating, they were feeding them baby food. Well, baby food uh, oftentimes was supplemented with onion powder, and that's not a good thing. Oh, wow. I didn't oh, know that. Wow. Yeah. So you got to watch out. You, you got to watch out for that. Um, you know, but in general, like I said, if you've given them something, they like it, you haven't seen any gastrointestinal disturbance, then you're probably fine to, fine to do that. Some of the seeds can also be a problem, like an apple seed actually has cyanide in it. Uh, but again, a lot of people give their pets apples, I think because we're actually sectioning the apple and not obviously feeding the seeds, it's nothing to worry about. And also right. the small amount you'd be giving them would probably be okay. But there are there are some seeds that are a problem. Uh, certainly uh, if things get moldy, if it's a, a moldy fruit or vegetable, then that's obviously going to cause some problems too. So if it's right. something fresh right. off the table that they've had before, then you're probably safe if they've done fine with it before. Okay. Thank well, you. Well, they sure love their carrots. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's good. It helps keep those teeth clean too, right? Yes, yes. Thank you. Thanks for your you call. Bet. Wow. Okay. I am tired. The show is coming to a fast end. I want to tell you that uh, coming up in the next few weeks, we have Margaret Cho, comedian Margaret Cho. She loves her animals, doesn't she? She does. She, in fact, she mentioned one of her dogs in her, one of her latest CD. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Very good. We'll, be, we'll have giveaways. With yes, that. we will. Also, uh, Billy Dean, one of your favorite artists. Will He's be a country us. artist. I'm looking forward to him. Ed Begley Jr. will be joining us for a special Greening Your Pet show. He's a regular. And, uh, you know, we'd love to hear your ideas of great celebrities to have on the show. Please let us know. Drop us an email. Uh, head on over to Facebook. Why don't you do that? Like us at Facebook. We need more people to like us over there. And we're giving away stuff every week to people that like us at Facebook, Animal Radio. Also, uh, Twitter, Animal Radio. You can tweet us with your questions. You can email us at yourvoice at animalradio.com all during the week. You can phone us at 1-866-405-8405 all week. We have voicemail attached to that phone, so we'll get back to you if we're not around. I want to thank today Dr. Greg Neal for filling in for Dr. Debbie. He did he a, a did a fantastic fabulous job. job. Also, Wendy, Gi- Wendy Diamond, thank you so much for joining us today. And, of course, Betty White. The amazing, amazing Betty White. Isn't she a sweetheart. We will see you next week for more Animal Radio right here on this fine station. Have a great week. Bye bye.
is Animal Radio Network. Network.